0: All no lies. He'll miss the moment of Jason Tatum. Tatum running up the back of Lowry. Lays it in and the foul. The Las Vegas Journal Review. Right hand dribble. Horford waiting for him. White got knocked out. Here's a steal. Ball knocked away from Struz by Horford. Outlet from Pritchard to White. Lop to Tatum. The Las Vegas Review Journal. Jalen Brown. Left side. Here's the answer to Jason Tatum. In the middle of that zone, he'll try left elbow jumper switch.
1: The groins aren't very good usually.
0: Al pulls away so Tatum can play him one-on-one, drives
1: past him, steps through, reverses it up and in. He went right around bio and reversed it
0: off the window to put the Celtics up by 20. And Tatum has answered the bell here. Whacking that thing around. Tatum left side three is good. He's got 31 in 30 minutes. I just crushed my dreams. Hmm. Sadness, that's the one. Jared actually played every highlight of a heat-made shot in the first eight yeah, minutes of the, the game one, last night. One highlight. Yeah, played all of them. Um, God, it's brutal. I can't get over it. I like the NBA playoffs so much, and I just... Oh, it's we've, had, we've had 10 yeah. days of just... Blowout after blowout. Stop playing NBA sounds, Jared. Walking hey, dogs,
2: watch watching that. hockey instead. What I would really like to do is play any sort of Raiders
1: sound, but give it four days. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh. You have you have some? You have some.
2: Well, did you see what Bill Belichick did wherever he's like, Yeah, our coordinators will be available this day and then the next day, so you will learn nothing from them. I'm I'm I won't be surprised if the writers follow that same like, hey, here's the media schedule. Well we have
1: not we have not received a schedule yet, so I cannot confirm Ooh. that, but
0: we're all kind of holding our breath
1: about that schedule.
0: Did you guys see Belichick get asked about who's calling plays? And he was like, What plays are we calling? In minicamp? Like, he was like, the uh, reporter was asking about who's sure, going to call plays, sure, course, you know, so. during games in yes, the season, exactly. and Belichick was like, we're not calling plays in minicam. Oh, God.
1: I mean, just. <laughs> we're doing that weird thing where, you know, brave. guys, like, just twist the their question. leg while running. Yeah, just answer the question. <laughs> it's I don't, to, I don't to get that I don't know Thursday. if we'll get that. I you're don't about, know oof. if we'll get that. You think we'll get that? I don't know. Look, we haven't been around him a lot, Josh McDaniels. The times we have, he hasn't been like that. I mean, he hasn't been that way. We haven't been around him, though, since workouts began. So who knows what he's going to be like in the secretive um, mode of that.
0: I, I'll say this. They haven't played a game yet. Nobody's right. really – there's no real negativity about the Raiders. It's mostly positive, right? Well, there's, so. Right. I mean, no, there's nothing else you knows. can
1: write at this point. They haven't done anything.
0: Yeah, there's nothing to be – there's nothing for Josh McDaniels to be mad about at the moment. Um, let's see when they're 2-3. and three. You're right.
1: <laughs> I I completely agree with you. I want to see what they're like when they're 2 and 3.
0: I just – I would
2: not put it past them. As soon as they say, here's the schedule availability for all of our coordinators, and then they will also be available tomorrow because they are required by league rules to make them available twice during camp, and they literally are going to be like, day one, day two.
1: Yeah. I I am looking forward to the – to the the first email cuz that will give us availability for Thursday.
0: The other part that was funny um Patrick you know Graham, that? the defensive coordinator, right, who like refused to answer if they were going to play a 3-4 or 4-3 <laughs> and then every signing they made is like, "Oh, they're playing a 3-4." Like I I think we're getting nothing from them the entire year. Coordinators? No, no, the entire organization. Okay. I think there's I think it's going to be like will a player say something. That's pretty much going to be the extent right. of it. I don't think McDaniel's when Ziggler does I a press conference, that. I don't think I they're going to be that. given much of anything that's interesting.
1: I got to be honest with you. I, being in the same room a couple times with him, I think Ziggler, and again, you don't talk to the GM as much yeah. during the year. I mean, sometimes he'll hold press conferences like, you know, once every while because, hey, he's still alive. This guy's still around <laughs> because, you, you know, although you do see him GMs at practices, but. That you know, should be your check in when you want to talk to him. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to, is, is he alive? Is, Z- is Ziggler around? Is he still around with us? Um, I think he's going to be better than McDaniel's. Probably, I, I think he's yeah. going to be better. I have a feeling he. Look, I don't know if any of them like walking in the room or talking to me. I don't. I have no idea about that. But he's definitely been. Uh, let's see the more outgoing. I'll leave it at that. The More outgoing to talk. Yeah, you know, to say
0: things. All right, here's an NFL story for you. According to Jared Bell of USA Today. No relation. NFL owners. Might actually be looking at trying to get Daniel Snyder out of the NFL. Um, Whoa. Owners are counting votes to vote Snyder out of the league. They would need 24 votes from current owners to get Daniel Snyder uh, out of the NFL. Washington has had um, a lot of really bad problems. But the issue that might actually lead to them trying to get rid of Dan Snyder is him hiding money from the NFL. There's the report that they were hiding. They had two different uh, accounting books, one where they actually kept the amount of money they were getting from ticket sales and a second one that they turned into the NFL where they were reporting less money than they were actually getting because in the NFL there is a revenue sharing with ticket sales so that they didn't want to give all that money back to other teams they wanted to keep some for themselves do you believe that this would actually be followed through with that they that they maybe they're counting votes right now but do you believe they'd actually say we've got the 24 votes we're going to go through with this we're going to vote out Dan Snyder
1: well let me start with this i'm surprised it's only 24
3: I'm
1: that they surprised. only need 24? Yeah, they're they only 24 yeah uh, there's only 24 i you i mean this is as major a step Is that seventy five percent? Yeah, so like super majority. I really thought I'm not kidding. I thought it was going to be unanimous. This is isn't this as major a step as you can take to vote to take a team away from a guy? Yes. Um, I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. I'm just saying when I saw 24, I'm like, is that the right number? Like they only need 24 people because because it being Dan Snyder and all the things you just said, I think like 24 might be doable. Like, right, it, it, you know, if you're saying unanimous, it's like oh, it's he's always yeah, going to get one if you or two. Need thirty-one of thirty-two, yeah, then it's just you're going to get one well, or two. Isn't he really good friends with your boy Jerry? That's what I'm saying. If it was thirty-one, if you needed thirty-one of thirty-two, he'd have a friend somewhere who would hold out. And if it's Jarrah, then that, that's
2: an entire block of owners because there's an entire exactly, group because like,
1: Jerry dictates to a lot of people what they do.
2: Didn't literally behind the scenes, the reason the Raiders didn't get to move to L.A.
0: with the Chargers was because Jerry. Didn't want them
2: to move to yeah. L.A. Well, there that one, power.
0: that one story in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch where they had the agenda that said they were considering moving the Raiders to Oakland. It also had a part in that story was that they didn't think Mark Davis would work in L.A. because they weren't going to get pub- they didn't get public funding for that stadium, and they said Mark Davis is not going to be able to afford this.
1: He wouldn't be. Able- he did- He wasn't Cronky. Right. He didn't so have the pocketbook that was, the had. That
0: ended up being one of the main right. reasons why. Now, I mean,
1: twenty four like I could see them getting 24 to move him out.
0: Right, and especially on the premise of this guy took money from us. Right. Like he exactly. literally took it from those yeah, 24 guys. From those guys. 24 guys. Right. This isn't this isn't oh, he was mistreating cheerleaders. Oh, sexual like yeah. like the bad the actual bad stuff doesn't affect the other NFL owners. The actual bad stuff is they can Probably push it just, off and say, ah, oh, that's just Dan Snyder. Right. Yeah. That's right. bad publicity. We weren't doing the same thing. Right. But right. the hey, money from us, they can easily say, well, that, right. that affected me. That's why we're voting you out. Right. And that's the curious part is we there, there's often the assumption. And I think it's a fair assumption that NFL owners aren't ever going to be harsh on other NFL owners because they don't want their own stuff getting dug up. They don't want other people to go find what they've done because, hey, it's like the Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban argument. Like you're doing the same thing. Why are you accusing the other guy of cheating when you're doing it? That's sort of the general thought that we have with NFL owners. I'm guessing that Mo, if they get 24 votes, you got at least 24 owners that are saying, I've never hid my ticket revenue from the rest of you guys. You don't want to put that out there and vote him out and then get caught doing the same thing. So I'm guessing they might look at that and say, Hey, A, you took money from us, and B, this is something we can actually say we've never done. Right. We've never had this problem before. As long as we pay our ticket revenue, we're not going to be in trouble in the future.
2: This really seems like something that the Brown family are like reading about and going, we could have done that. We could have been keeping all the, oh, man, we got to get better. We got to get
0: better people in our uh, accounting department. Here's a big leap for you, though. Let's make the assumption Dan Snyder gets voted out. Would you view that as bad news for Mark Davis?
1: No, because I think, like you said, a lot of this stuff, even though we on the agenda, like you say here, they talked about restructured. I think, like you said, what's going to come of a lot of this is them saying, you know, yeah, get your house in order, but that's a lot of you problems. I mean, he, he didn't take money from them. He, they're going to probably say, hey, if this has all happened in your organization, it's a bad look when the New York Times, you know comes out with this story, it doesn't look good, please get your house in order, but I don't think they'd say, oh, we need to take his team from him. So,
0: there's three details to look at, like, Mark Davis and his standing in the NFL. And again, under the assumption that Dan Snyder were to actually lose his team. One would be that story from St. Louis, that they potentially wanted to move the Raiders to St. Louis and restructure ownership. That story is, or that a meeting agenda is eight years old now. And it didn't last very long. Right. So how relevant that is, it might not be at all. But at least at some point in the past, there was a conversation about restructuring ownership. That's not a good thing for Mark Davis, even if it's not as relevant now as it was eight years ago. The other one is, like you said, is the accounting side and the money side of this. I think your point's right. It appears to be an in-house. People were improperly spending money within the Raiders. But I think there's. Obviously, the potential that there's more behind the scenes and maybe right. if, if a story comes out where the Raiders were not paying their fair revenue share to the NFL, then obviously that raises a big red flag and that I think is possible. And then the third key detail in this potential scenario, Dan Snyder's a massive meat bag for the rest of the owners in the NFL. As long as he's in the NFL, if you're an owner, you can basically say, Can't vote me out when that guy's still around. That guy's still around. Right. Like basically every other owner right now, don't murder somebody. And you can be like, well, Dan Snyder's worse. Exactly. And as long as he's still here, how are you going to take the team from me and let Dan Snyder? So if Dan Snyder's still around, I don't think there's any chance Mark Davis loses his team, because there's almost a pecking order of who would lose their team, and Snyder is number one. But if he were to be gone, Mark Davis might be very high on that pecking order list. If
1: and yet the there was something else odds there. still might be
0: astronomical, and unbelievable, because we're talking about Stan Snyder here, who has had sexual harassment, sexual assault allegations all of that within stuff. the organization. Eh, no problem. Right. You took money from the NFL. Now we have might, an issue. And but that might not. He might still keep his team right. beyond that. And if you keep your team beyond all of that, everyone's safe. Right. What what could you do besides murder somebody yeah. to lose your
2: team? I mean, Jerry Richardson was literally rubbing employees' feet and they let him sell. They basically, yeah, they didn't him. take it away from him. They basically were like, hey, you want to be a billionaire? Yeah.
0: They that, let him sell the team. They didn't even right. take it from him. So that's the Snyder is like the ultimate meat bag for everybody else. And as long as he's around, no other NFL owner is going to lose their team unless something just catastrophic happens and i like don't that. even know to tell you the truth now the in,
1: the nfl once the uh story came out and i know Vinny quoted the nfl in his story that uh the nfl said it's going to investigate oh i don't even know how deep that investigation goes. no no hey no written records we just <laughs> need oral reports yeah i don't even know how <laughs> don't write anything down <laughs> well i told you in the in the very first day after you know tyler you and i talked about it and I think you agreed. We read that story a lot, and I still waited for the true like bomb to drop, and I never saw it. So I'm going through my idea that they're going to investigate. I think they're just at, at at the most they'll tell them get every if this is happening get everything in order. This just it's not a good look, but get everything in order.
0: An NFL investigation into the Raiders. Potentially mistreating employees, not paying overtime. All that stuff is in the New York Times story, right? Of uh, people taking money off the top or or spending money improperly, whatever it was. An NFL investigation of that, they're not going to... Even if they find something, they're not going to tell us. No. Right? It's just going to be... They're going to be like, hey, Mark, here's what we found. Right. Fix it. Yeah, fix it. If there was like a... Here's,
2: Here's John Gruden's emails.
0: Right. If there was like... A non NFL investigation. If we're talking, if like, whatever reason, like the IRS was like, what the hell's going on there? Then maybe we might find something out. But if it's just an NFL investigation, no. we won't gonna... even
1: find out if there's a slap on the hand. We yeah. might
0: not even know when it ends. They'll just be like, hey, yeah. we're investigating it. They'll yeah. finish in like August and they'll tell Mark Davis, here's what we found, fix this. And they won't even tell anybody else about it. And then you'll ask and they'll be like, what? Investigate? Yeah, something happened there, yeah. but it was all oral. It wasn't written down, so I can't remember.
2: The last time we needed someone to intervene with just like petulance and self-importance, we had the U.S. Congress get involved in baseball. That might be what we need here is the U.S. Congress to
0: investigate the NFL. We had had the Hawaii State Senate investigate Hawaii football because they had players leaving and they were like, why are all these players leaving? And then the players came out and said, Todd Graham sucks. Todd Graham got fired, or maybe he left, whatever the uh, right verbiage there is. So maybe the Nevada State Legislature is going to be like, all right, we're opening oh, an investigation. Oh, man, please. You're going please. back, at and- Going back to Carson City for another <laughs> sleep
1: fest up there. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping. Chris Matthews and I, who could fall asleep first with all this discussion? <laughs> My goodness. All right, coming up next, it's
0: Bischoff's Briefs.
1: Bischoff's Briefs.
0: Throwing out random numbers authoritatively
3: is the best way to pass as a baseball expert.
0: Bischoff's Briefs. By the way, it's commendable how many baseball players care so deeply about the Equal Rights Amendment. Bischoff's
1: Briefs. Somebody get me some antibiotics because that ball is
0: gyno-real. Bischoff's Briefs. Today in Bischoff's Briefs, I'm going to be reading the internet for a minute. But it's a good it's a good thing to read here. This is a story in The Athletic about the NBA combine and about Christian Braun, who is from Kansas. Here we go. Do you want to have a staring contest? The question from a Western Conference team official came unexpectedly during an interview last week during the NBA draft combine. It caught Kansas guard Christian Braun by surprise. Braun had come prepared for the string of meetings he would take part in over the course of a few days at the Marriott Marquis in downtown Chicago, but knew some teams might try to throw him, poking and prodding to draw out rebuttals. This, however, was something different. Yes, Braun would take part. He could look anywhere in the room, he was told, while everyone from the franchise in the room would stare at him. They would time how long Braun could go without blinking. When he did, another team official would stop the clock. Braun looked right at the person who challenged him. That person started blinking repeatedly. Braun blinked too after one second. Do you want to go and do it again? The team official asked. Yeah, obviously I want to try that again, Braun said. You got to get a new strategy. I look right at him. He's over there still blinking. This time, Braun held firm for nine seconds. It was an improvement. You want to do it again? The team official repeated. By the third time, Braun realized that he was enduring. This was, that, this was that team's attempt to test how determined he would be. The team, the official told him, had done this in other interviews, too, trying to see if the player could do better each time. What the hell are they
1: doing what in these What does this meetings? have
0: to do with anything when it comes to <laughs> drafting a
1: kid in, in the NBA to see how determined he is? Are there I, other ways you can't gauge whether he's determined or not? <laughs> I mean, they, they – they, well – we hear about it in the NFL too. They just sit around and overthink the room on these weird <laughs> oh. uh, tests and quizzes they give these kids. My favorite all time would have to be asking a
2: draft prospect in the NFL, Is your mother a prostitute? And the response being, Well, my dad's a pimp and my mom works for my dad.
0: That's just <laughs> fact. It's a fact finding mission, Jared. Okay, but Fact why does that admission. matter at all? Can you catch? Can you block? Like I love the idea that there some somewhere there's going to be an NBA team who doesn't draft a player or does draft a player based on how long he didn't blink right. in this staring contest. That they're going to throw out well we don't care what he did in, in high school as a basketball player. We don't care what he did in college as a basketball player. We don't care what he did in his workouts. We don't care what his measurables are. We don't care what he projects to be. He only went six seconds without blinking. Can't have that kid well, this poor kid went one. Well, his, <laughs> by is, his second time he went nine. Yeah. Big improvement there. Which And that's, that's the funny thing to me. It's like the team official told him they're trying to see if the player could do better each time. Well, if you only lasted one second the first time, I hope you can go more than one without blinking the second time. Like, if you set the bar low enough, you're going to do better each time. It's unbelievably stupid. I think nine's nine's too low. That does does not seem very long. Now, maybe there's nine guys staring at you that you are hoping draft you in the NBA. I'm sure it's the most pressure-packed, hey, don't blink of Christian Braun's life. Right. But it still doesn't seem like that long to go nine seconds. No,
1: nine seconds doesn't seem long. long. I would
0: say let's do a blinking con- or staring contest on the radio, but we're, we're on the radio. <laughs> Jared, <laughs> can you time us? <laughs> that wouldn't. But the, was one of us has to talk while it's happening.
2: I was going to. What I was well, going to talk. do. Uh, oh God. Uh, we're let's not. we trust do that. him for nine seconds. Uh, you guys think I can? I mean, I wasn't can't gonna even say. He can't even get this you,
0: sentence out of his mouth. That's fair. <laughs>
2: What I was going to say is you guys do a staring contest and I was going to try to find some music to play underneath you as like, okay. And then I was going to try to do live play by play of all right. Ed staring, Ed, Ed staring deeply into Tyler's They'd eyes.
0: <laughs> Tyler is licking his lips. The other part that I want to have vi- seen or uh, witnessed the like assistant GM or whoever came up with this idea, pitching it. To the rest of his front office.
1: Oh yeah, Telling I, I want to know when, this, when these kids yes. come in. We're gonna ask about their lives and their and basketball and everything else, and then we're gonna throw this blinking contest at them.
0: And then we're gonna see how long can you stare without blinking, Jimmy? You got your you got your stopwatch on your phone? Good. We're gonna use your phone. Like I want to be there when they pitch this idea, and everybody else said, "Oh, absolutely. great idea. Right. Of course we should do that." Of course. We'll we'll figure out how hard this kid works to get better in this two minute stretch where we tell him he's gotta stare without blinking and well, oh he did it for one second. This kid goes out to nine. the
1: combine for like twenty five fifteen. It's like, yeah, but he blinked too fast. <laughs> like he's out there like running everyone off the court. It's like, yeah, but you know what? He can only last nine seconds on the blinking contest. I don't know if we want to pick him.
0: I need Christian Braun to whoever drafts him, go for like forty in an NBA game. And it'd be against this team that did the blinking contest. And we finally get a story that's like, well, they wanted Christian Braun, but he the assistant GM much. was like, he's not a very good stare. No, he's, he's he blinks too much. Way too much blinking. We didn't draft him. And now he went for 40 against us and we lost. It's, It's like, do they think they have to outsmart the room? Like, yeah. They, they, no, they overthink the right. Uh, they can't they just sit things. down and like interview yeah. the no. kid no. and be like, "Why would hey. you want to do that?" Right. Like, tell us about tell us about your life.
1: Basketball. Tell us about you.
0: Right. It's like give us an example of
1: determination instead of dumb blinking. stuff.
0: Like one of the other examples in this story was um, Ryan Rollins, who's from Toledo. Uh, by the way, how did a guy from Toledo get invited to the combine and not Bryce Hamilton? Um, the Washington Wizards asked him who would he pick between Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man? All right, give me the options again,
2: because
1: Batman, Superman, Spider Man.
2: Okay, well, weird that you're mixing DC and Marvel. First of all, is what mm-hmm. I would tell them. And second Boy, of all, you'd
1: be drafted first overall if you said that. You'd know more about it than anybody.
2: Okay, but second of all, Batman is just a rich guy, but he is considered the greatest of all superheroes because he has a contingency plan to defeat all the other superheroes, even though he's just a dude who's like.
1: He's Bruce, just a right? yeah.
2: He's just a he's just a rich guy he's just Bruce. who's like trained in some martial arts.
1: Okay.
2: Superman is basically indestructible, except for the whole you know there's an element that can kill him. And then Spider-Man, there's one of my favorite things that I I don't know if I can really talk about, but because by a radioactive spider, technically, his blood is radioactive and all of his bodily fluids are, so he can't
0: have children. So who would you choose? He can't have children children because he'd kill whoever he okay cause he could just have a bloodline of radioactive spider no, like children. but it's
2: radioactive, so it causes cancer, yeah, okay. um, no, it's Batman. Batman okay. is the obvious answer because basically unlimited wealth and Plan to you, kill everybody and you choose. literally are the smartest person in the room,
0: no matter what room you walk into Did Ryan Rollins said batman he's the only one without superpowers batman's got a lot of money and gadgets i feel like he was the most relatable to humans
1: he's definitely the most relatable to humans
2: i mean not to get way too nerdy on this but the whole reason that they made sort of batman out of the late 80s into like now as this like he's the greatest superhero of them all even though he has no powers is because he is a human and that's supposed to be, like, what raises him above everyone else.
0: You're just not good at talking about sports. You just talked for, like, four minutes and didn't screw anything up. What do you mean? Anytime you try to talk about sports, you can't get the words out of your mouth. That's not true. Yes, it is. We're just doing DC and Marvel shows from now on. Ryan Wallace <laughs> joins the show. O'Reilly looks to the blue line, now cuts it back into the corner. Moving to it. Taves turns it over. Butch Davis the he scores! Live from the Finley
1: Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios, this is the Press Box with Granny and Bischoff.
0: Joining us now from the VGK Insider Show is Ryan Wallace. Ryan, where's the new coach? Who's it going to be? Let's go. Where's your Swedish guy?
3: Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. I have, it's radio silence right now for the Golden Knights and their coaching search, like you're hearing. Barry Trot interviewing in Winnipeg and interviewing in Philadelphia and, you know, John Cordarella interviewing in Philadelphia and uh, not really much happening in terms of the Golden Knights and, and their search. But um, I couldn't honestly, I have no idea which, which direction they're going to go. I believe they have a direction. I just don't know what it is.
1: So you think they're farther along than we're hearing?
3: I mean, I, I would hope so, right? Like we're, we're going on, you know, eight, nine days since we, we changed from Pete bowler to the next coach. I, I would imagine that, you know, given the names that are out there, given the fact that other teams are, are starting to interview candidates, I would imagine that the Golden Knights are, are further along in this than we're hearing. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, I think having it buttoned up is probably a good thing. Uh, but, again, I, based on what we heard last week from Kelly McCrimmon and the fact that we have not gotten any other updates, on who they have or haven't talked to, I just I'm at a loss for what direction they're going to go. Is it going to be a player's coach? Is it going to be, you know, kind of a, a hard nosed coach, kind of in the similar vein of Pete Bowler? I don't really know. So time will tell, I guess, on on what the, what direction the Golden Knights are eventually going to go.
0: What are the chances Riley Smith plays for the Golden Knights next year?
3: Uh, I, I want to believe they're good. Um, but I mean, I think that that depends on whether or not Riley is, is going to be able to come to a number that, that works for him and works for the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, I think on the open market, Riley Smith is probably going to garner something in the ballpark of a Brian Ruff, maybe a little bit lower on the average annual value. That was $5.125 million for Brian Ruff and the Penguins. So um, I don't know that that number works for the Vegas Golden Knights, but if you're somewhere in the ballpark of... For 4.25 to 4.75, maybe you can make that work. Um, It it really is up to Riley, I guess. And and, and the Golden Knights, for that matter, too. But you know, it it would need to be on a discount. And you know, I'm a big believer in players going out and making their money when they can go out and make their money. So um, I'm not one for the hometown discounts when you've got a player in their prime.
1: How important it is that they have Riley Smith.
3: Uh, huge. I think it's it's one of the more important things for the Golden Knights to, to focus in on when it comes to next year. Like You saw how disjointed that team looked down the stretch without Riley Smith in the lineup. I think he makes everyone that he plays with better. And to me, it's it's leadership. It's what he does off the ice. It's just his, his common presence. He, he is, to me, a glue guy on this team. And I made the argument that you need more cohesion Moving forward, anything else for the Golden Knights, losing Riley Smith would be a, a big piece of that cohesion loss, and I, I don't think that that's the right move for the organization.
0: Do you believe David Perron deserves a suspension for attempting to hit Nazim Kadri in the head after he scored a goal?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty ridiculous play from Perron, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, I guess you can't suspend... And act that didn't actually happen, right? Like, he didn't hit Nazem Kadri, so no harm, no foul, I suppose, in that situation. But I'll tell you this, what David Perron tried to do to Nazem Kadri last night after he scored his second goal of the game was significantly worse and more ridiculous and more garbage than what Nazem Kadri allegedly did to Jordan Bennington. Like, that's, that's the part that I have the biggest issue with. There's so many apologists right now for David Perron and so many people attacking Naz and Kadri for quite literally getting hit into Jordan Bennington. Like, you want to get mad at somebody, get mad at Callie Rosen, get mad at Jordan Bennington. Like, this is like the Kadri thing just blows my mind at how, how ridiculous some of these takes are and thinking that that was done on purpose. What David Perron tried to do, way worse than what Nazan Kadri allegedly did.
1: Does anything surprise you anymore about what Tampa Bay does?
3: No, no. I mean, like, listen, I'm at a point right now with Tampa where I'm just not ever going to pick against them. Until they <laughs> lose a playoff series, I'm not picking against them. So if they win three in a row this year and they go into the playoffs as an eight seed and look terrible down the stretch, I'm still going to pick them to win the next Stanley Cup. This team is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> uh, it's go- So obviously they've won the two Stanley Cups, but I thought it was – maybe even more impressive that John Cooper head coach for nine seasons in Tampa Bay. This is now the fifth time they've reached the conference finals. Like they've had, a, they've mm-hmm. missed the playoffs once or twice with Cooper. And obviously a couple years ago, they were out in the first round, but like this is beyond just the three years here where they might have three in a row. Like they've been one of the best teams in the postseason for basically a decade now.
3: Yeah. I mean, this team is interesting, right? Because, 2015 they went to the cup final they lost to chicago and that was kind of the moment where you looked at tampa and you said okay their time is now and it took them a good five years to finally win a stanley cup and it took a lot of heartbreak it took missing the playoffs it took getting swept in the first round by john Tortorella and the columbus blue jackets but it turned them into an absolute juggernaut and when you look at tampa the best chance you have to beat this team is in the first round. That's when Andre Vasilevsky seems to be at his most vulnerable. Just look at his stats for the first four games against Toronto versus the last three games of that series, and then, of course, what he did to the Florida Panthers. Andre Vasilevsky gets better and better and better and better the deeper they go into the playoffs, and I just don't know that there's a team out there right now that's going to be able to beat this team if Vasilevsky's playing the way that he is.
1: We asked this question yesterday. Are you a believer in Edmonton? (laughs)
3: Uh, I'm a believer in Connor McDavid. Um, Like, okay. I have gone on the record as saying that I think Austin Matthews had a better regular season, was more valuable to the Toronto Maple Leafs this year than Connor McDavid, and I still believe that for the regular season. But what we're seeing right now of Connor McDavid is historic, historic stuff. He's got 23 points in 10 games. That would him for the playoff lead in points in the following season, 2019, 2015, 2012, and 2011. Like McDavid's doing in 10 games what some guys do through an entire postseason. It's ridiculous. If he continues to play at this level, then I absolutely buy the Edmonton Oilers. But the biggest question mark for me when it comes to Edmonton is Mike Smith. He can look great. He can look terrible. Is he going to fall off and will the Calgary Flames start to get a little bit of zone time in the offensive zone? Because if they don't do that, then Connor's just going to eat him alive. I don't know that I buy the Oilers to go to the cup final, but I do think I want to see it, just because I want to see Connor McDavid set the single postseason record for points in a in a playoff. That would be fun to watch, but I don't really care if they win.
0: Uh, how many more players is Gerard Gallant going to drop the F-bomb to before his uh, playoffs are over?
3: Uh, well, it's possible it could happen every single game the <laughs> remainder of this series, as long as Tony D'Angelo exists.
0: <laughs> it doesn't exist for anybody else, though. Pete DeBoer called him a clown for it. Or Gallant called him a clown yeah, because yeah, DeBoer yeah. Him a clown. accused Listen, him of it. Uh,
3: here's, here's the thing. Tony D'Angelo, for whatever reason, started chirping a guy that had nothing to do with his stay in New, in New York. Like, I don't understand it from D'Angelo's point of view. Like, you already got beat up by the goalie in New York. You got bought out. Like, come on. And you're you're gonna start barking at Gerard Gallant, a a coach that came in after your tenure with the Rangers was over. Um, It's a it's a pinnacle moment in their career for Tony D'Angelo, I suppose. And who knows? In the handshake (laughs) line, maybe Gerard Gallant punches him in the face. It'll be fun. The handshake
1: line. The handshake line.
2: Is it? Can't wait for that. Let's go. Isn't Tony D'Angelo already known as kind of a scumbag?
3: That's why it doesn't surprise me at all. Like again, he was he was got into a fight with his own teammate, with his own goalie. right? Like that gives you essentially everything you need to know about Tony D'Angelo. And as good as he is on the ice, the New York Rangers clearly made a stand with the goaltender and everyone else in the organization that wanted to fight him. So it is what it is. I I'm more concerned with Like, as funny as the D'Angelo thing is, the fact that the Carolina Hurricanes cannot for the life of them win a game on the road. They're 6-0 at home, and they're 0-5 on the road. Like, they could legitimately get to the conference final with eight home wins and eight road losses, and we're going to talk ourselves into believing that they're going to beat Tampa? Get out of (laughs) here.
2: Hey, Ryan, would you vote for Guy Fieri for president?
3: Yeah, sure. I mean, like, re reestablishing Flavortown all across America? Let's go.
0: <laughs> it's a good take. Guy Fieri, run for president. All right. He's Ryan Wallace. Thanks, Ryan. We Thanks, appreciate Ryan. it. You can appreciate hear him on the VGK Insider Show. Uh, as always, Ryan, you're the best. Thanks, guys. See ya. So there is Ryan Wallace. Uh, our polling here, it's two people that would vote for Guy Fieri. Neither one of you have answered this question. Are you voting for Guy Fieri? UNLV alum? Yeah. All right that's three ed
1: in today's world yes yeah just
0: sight I mean, unseen yeah,
2: yeah. Of, i mean he's under 75
0: years old in today's world yes <laughs> yes school lunches would be taken care of across the country right? Right? Dude, they'd be the best school lunches <laughs> in the world
2: all right coming up next uh find out how we end the show
0: here comes the pitch Swung on and there's a high fly ball, deep right center field, back is Siri, leaps at the wall, and it is gone into the bullpen! Palm run Jose Ramirez,
1: and the Guardians extend the lead. Gobbling it up, Jimenez, gloves, throws, ball game. And the Cleveland Guardians start this road trip with an impressive 6-1 beating of the Houston Astros.
0: Here's the pitch and a line drive into center field
1: base hit Jose Azucar
2: wins it Machado comes in from third and the Padres take their first lead of the night in walk-off fashion three to two over the Brewers you're locked in the press box
0: is that guy's last name sugar huh Jose Azucar who's that isn't that the Spanish word for sugar
2: I took 6 years of Spanish. I don't speak a word. Okay. That's
1: yeah. not true. I know I, I uh four. "Cómo está?"
2: No, I know uh, "Bien tú." Dos cervezas, por favor, and uh no no tengo dinero.
1: I know "Cómo está? Bien
0: Cómo, es? ¿Cómo ah, está?" No, it's, usted? It, it's spelled different from the word sugar in Spanish. Only one letter off though. Um I'm glad we solved that mystery. Yeah, it's a guy named Sugar hitting walk-off hits for the Padres. Uh Canelo, no. Alvarez, and Triple G are fighting yeah, again? Yes, September 17th. So we're going to have the three fights. the trilogy. What, they drew the first one, Alvarez won yeah. the second one? Is that right? And now they're going to fight again? Third time. Because there's not enough boxers. To I was going to say, if Canelo's some... not fighting, I don't know if anyone else is fighting. <laughs>
1: Where are
2: well, the
0: Raiders that week? Do we know? <laughs> what weekend was it? 17th. Of? September. September. I'll tell you in just a minute. What is that, week two or three of the season? Probably, Probably week two. Uh. They are at, uh, they're hosting
1: Arizona. So oh. it's week two. Yeah. All right. Now, I assume this is in Vegas. I looked at the poster and it didn't say, but I assume this thing's in Vegas. Oh, you're not uh, worried about who
0: UNLV's playing that day? Well, no. I mean. Host in North Texas that's not playing on that day, though. They're going to move that thing out. What time's that's, that game? It hasn't been announced yet. Because, the, well, the Raiders are going to make a move. Almost guaranteed yeah. the Raiders are going to make they're a move. They're not going to, yeah. Every, every. Time last year when UNLV had a Saturday home game the same day the Raiders or same weekend the Raiders had a Sunday home game, they made UNLV move to Thursday or Friday. Ah. so that game's almost guaranteed getting moved to Thursday or Friday. <laughs> oh no doubt about it. You That'll would, be on a Thursday or Friday. That's why they had the was it the San Diego State game that kicked off at eight. 30 yeah, p.m. You, yeah,
1: I think you and I were at a basketball yeah, game. Yeah, because they we played, might have been at UNLV they played Michigan. A bas-
0: yeah, they played a basketball game that tipped off at like 8 and the yeah. football game that t- that's kicked off at eight thirty. UNLV, or Michigan. Like. Right? Oh, yeah.
1: God.
2: Yeah, because I had to do a bunch of programming to get one of those games on one of our other stations. Yeah.
0: And it was a pain. Yeah. No, the the basketball team played so late because it was a tournament and it was on ESPN. Right. The Arizona State played. And it was Arizona
1: played the first game. Right. I remember that. And it was okay. a West Coast. So, hey, oh, here's your yeah. tournament.
0: But the football game kicked off so late because the Raiders made UNLV move off of Saturday, and CBS Sports Network had to find a time slot, and the only time slot they had was Friday at like 8.30 or whatever time that game started.
1: Where did you get the information on San Juan Capistrano?
0: Oh, uh, Jeff Goodman tweeted out that UNLV basketball is playing their preseason tournament in... Whatever that city is, you just said that I it's initially the same
1: San Juan Capistrano, it's Orange County. It
0: is. Uh, okay. I assumed initially they were going somewhere like in the Caribbean. I right. was like, that sounds like it's in the <laughs> I mean, yeah, actually. Yeah. That, the- and then you were like, it's in California. That sounds like that sounds less exciting. That sounds like somewhere
2: the Beach Boys would like write a song about
1: <laughs> San Juan Capistrano,
2: yeah.
0: The little girl from yeah. Capistrana. Hold on. I did want to read some of the responses to our first bite tweet. Um, started the show talking Raiders. They've had a 20-year drought without winning a playoff game. Only two NFL teams have a longer drought. Miami and the Detroit Lions haven't won since 1991. A uh, couple responses. Uh, Mr. X-Ray says there's no timetable for this question. So my answer is yes. <laughs> but not this year. Uh, our, our favorite Fernando says the Faders will not win a playoff game in our lifetimes. Does Fernando like any local teams? Uh, let's see what is probably... uh, no, his, is bio, any... his bio doesn't say who he likes. Does he like any f- local teams? I don't know. What I mean, the, my Fernando... bio just says that I like Waffle House. Fernando, tell us what teams you actually yeah. like. Well, what yeah. teams
1: do you actually follow? That would be helpful. I think Giants might have been one.
0: San yeah.
2: Francisco uh, Giants. So uh, am okay. I getting the right person? Uh, no, San Francisco Giants makes more sense than what my brain went to, which was like the New York football Giants? Yeah.
0: Why would he? But maybe. I, think, I thought he was San Francisco. I don't think he likes the Aces, uh, based no. on one of his most recent tweets. I don't think he likes the Knights. Um, I don't think he
1: likes anyone local. I like Which Fernando, is why he likes you, our show. Ray, if
0: you just hate everybody, great uh, job, Fernando. He did tweet, congrats to Tony Sanchez. Oh, so, so. he's a New Mexico State football fan. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So...
2: That fir- The first person, though, said, since there's no timetable, I will say yes. That reminds me of when in high school, anytime they would put on a like test, can you name something? You just say yes. That's...
1: <laughs>
0: um, somebody named Arnie tweeted about Alabama Arnie. and Arizona scheduling a football game for 2033. And Arnie said, don't know if I can wait 10 years to kick Alabama's butt. Fernando responded to him saying, we won't be alive in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: all right.
2: Depending on what literature you read, <laughs> California, well, wherever wherever UNLV's playing this tournament, It's probably falling into the ocean at some point. Did we? You, it was
1: Cal Baptist. Do you remember who else was in that? Time?
0: Uh, Minnesota and Southern Illinois. I'll give you a full breakdown on Is why that sucks tomorrow. That's the San tomorrow.
1: Juan Capistrano that I know it to be. Other than Cal Baptist. That's a weird place for those other
0: teams is, to come all to. That
1: sounds
2: like Minnesota? a sandwich, by that's, the way. I was just going to say that. San Juan
0: Capistrano? Like a sandwich? Sounds yeah. like a sandwich you'd order. Like if I, I was. Just, I don't know. Southern Illinois toasted, and Minnesota? Toasted with a pickle. I, I just feel I'm i like guessing it's, like, it's the same one I think uh, that I no, grew up No, you're right. Around. I, I yeah. looked it up, but you're right. It is. It's, a ra- it's that but random place that's in California. It's random. cutlet yeah. split in two with cheese
1: and a pickle. The San Juan Capistrano?
2: Yes.
0: And I just it's feel like I, if I went on vacation in the Caribbean somewhere.
1: You'd say, hey, we're going to go to San Juan Capistrano. Right. I'd be
0: on a menu and I'd be like, oh, I'll have the San Juan Capistrano. It's served I, with, uh, you know, bananas and beans. <laughs> I'm going to a wedding in Mexico next month. so Maybe there'll maybe be a San, Juan a San Juan there. Capistrano
1: there. You can find the arena they're going to play basketball <laughs> in.